Shri Prabhupada used to say, the chanting should be done with power. What he would mean by power is just like sometimes in a gun, there is no bullet powder. So, when you hit it, it doesn't give any sound. Gives sound and it doesn't attack anyone. It has no power to you know, hit the target or kill the enemy. But when there is a bullet, but when the bullet is present, then it produces a big sound. You can hear that. So that is real power when there is gunpowder. Similarly, sometimes the chanting is ineffective because there is no foundational, proper, humble attitude when the person is chanting. Sometimes it's more or less of a ritual and one does not actually feel calling out Krishna's names. That is because of lack of humility. One of the reasons for lack of humility is bodily consciousness. We can see sometimes when you wear a new dress, even some brahmacharis have experience. Even if you are a saffron devotee, you wear a new saffron dress. You become very bodily conscious that I am wearing a very nice dress today, sometimes. Similarly, somebody buys a new car. It seems to you that the whole world is looking at you only. Although no one is looking at you. It is simply imagination. Or you have nicely shaved up and you are smartly dressed. You think that you know, everyone is looking at how handsome I am. One may be imagining. It is simply foolishness. So one does not remember how insignificant creature one is in this creation. That is why the scriptures teach us the importance of remembering one's insignificant insignificant nature in front of this greatness of God. For example, go and stand in front of the Ranganath temples, Gopuram. How small you look. Or go and stand in front of the Grand Canyon <coughs> or like the Lonavala Valley. If you are standing in one of those bushes of Lonavala, who is going to see you from the train? You look like a small ant there. Such a huge valley. So one has to see the magnificence of God or the greatness of God and the vastness of the universe. And our existence in the vastness of the universe is almost nothing. In fact, even the earth, planet is not even a dot in the whole of the universe if you see. And we are actually a small, infinitesimal portion of the dot, physically speaking. So insignificant and we think we are attracting the whole universe. That is because we think we are Krishna. That's why we think everyone is looking at me only. It's foolishness. It's due to bodily consciousness. Similarly, from a spiritual point of view also, if one sees how one insignificant is, as he says, Sthitaduli Sadrisham Vichintaya. He says. So that way also one can understand that he is one ten thousand to the tip of the hair in Krishna's feet. Similarly, one can also understand from the fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita that although we are seated in the body, we may be very proud of the body, the body is not under our control. We can easily see that. Body doesn't exactly do what you want the body to do. Many times the body gets diseases. Uh, or sometimes the body undergoes some disorder uh, and he doesn't pay attention to you. Like somebody is getting a cancer, the body goes on decaying. Uh, 
They can't do anything with the body. They have to just see the body decaying, as we have seen. Or we may not have such a big disease as cancer, but even otherwise the body doesn't cooperate, we can see. So we are situated in the body, bodily machine, but the body is in someone else's control. How amazing it is, isn't it? Like for example, in your courtyard you have a beautiful car standing, but the keys are not with you. Is it very wonderful to have a nice like Rolls Royce standing? <coughs> Only thing is you can show everyone, see there's a Rolls Royce with me. But you can't use it because the key is with someone else. Sometimes the servants who use Rolls Royce car for taking the master, they become unnecessarily proud. Poor fellow, he's earning thousand, two thousand rupees monthly. But because he's driving that car, he becomes too proud. If, whenever his friends come, he shows them, see I have a Rolls Royce car. But then he can use it only when the master wants him to use, not that whenever he wants to use. Similarly, there's Paramatma sitting, he is the master of this body. And we are sitting and we are telling everyone, just look at my body, look at my skills, look at my talents. But then you can use those resources when? Only when the super soul allows you to use. Otherwise you cannot use. Krishna wanted Arjuna to use uh, skills of fighting, so he won the Kurukshetra battle. Later Krishna withdrew all those powers. And Arjuna was rendered powerless, practically. You can see that. So contemplation of this can make one humble. Understand that actually these powers are given and withdrawn. They are all achinta shaktis of Krishna. They are not my powers. I borrow them from the Lord, use them for some time and then the Lord takes it away afterwards. And during the time when I display them, I think they are mine. And I want everyone to be attracted to me because I uh, put a pretensive role of God at that time, but actually they don't belong to me. So such a thinking can make one humble. And also when one contemplates on the Bhakta Vatsalyata of Lord, how Lord is so great and the living entity is so small, yet the Lord takes the living entity's desires so seriously and he is so flexible in allotting living entity a particular facility uh, to uh, fulfill his desires, whether in the material realm or in the spiritual realm. So when one sees that, then one's respect and love for the Lord increases. And most importantly, in the spiritual realm, the Lord is simply like a puppet in the hands of his pure devotees. And sometimes in Mindavan, uh, the gopis, the elderly gopis, in a circle uh, and small boy Krishna, Gopal Krishna. He is rotating and dancing and waving his hands up and down and jumping up and down to see the smile and the laughter in the face of the gopis. When Krishna dances like that, gopis feel very pleased. So the Lord simply wants to please them. This is one example. We can give an innumerable example. How the Lord is very eager to see his devotees smiling and happy and always eager to find out what is going on in their heart and tries to please them. So when one hears such pastimes, one's heart will be melted to see how the Lord is so magnanimous. It is said, a pure devotee, when he contemplates on how merciful is the Lord, I am taking one step, he is taking hundred steps towards me, thousand steps towards me. And I have done nothing for him and he has done so much for me. So by that the pure devotee is broken down to tears. Understanding his insignificant nature and Krishna's magnificent nature, understanding his undeserving, uh, unqualified nature and Krishna's all-extending and all-merciful nature. Mm-hmm. When a devotee contemplates this, immediately he feels defeat. 
by Krishna's love. And defeated by Krishna's love, a devotee's heart becomes completely melted. And in such a melted state of heart, a devotee can call out Krishna's names very nicely. So a devotee should always contemplate on these aspects to remain humble in the heart. Externally, we are all humble. We bow down every morning, vanchakalputarubhyascha, and we do everything. We are bowing down, ashtanga pranam, panchanga pranam. That is supposed to be done anyway, as a matter of routine. But in our heart, who are we? What are we thinking about ourselves? Are we bodily conscious? Are we uh, conscious of the soul's insignificant position in front of Krishna? Are we properly humble? Uh, because that type of composition of the heart is necessary if one wants to really call out the name feelingly. Otherwise, you cannot call out the name feelingly. You may just be calling out. Imagine if I'm wearing a new dress today and I'm thinking I look like a cupid. I look very like a beautiful hero. And everyone is looking at me only, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, what can you chant? Huh? Yeah, you cannot chant properly. Huh? If I am thinking high of my material qualifications, huh? if I am thinking high of my skills and talents that I possess for a brief period of time like a Juguno. Huh? You know this Juguno? Juguno is this uh, glowworm. Huh? The glowworms can only show their greatness in the night. Huh? By clinging in the, to the trees, in the top of the trees in the night they can be showing. See me, see my beauty. Next day morning when the sun comes in front of them, they will be greenish and nobody will look at them. Similarly, our greatness is like a greatness of a globe worm. Brahmaji says that. If Brahmaji is a globe worm, I don't know who are we. <laughs> so, these things are worth contemplating. If one wants to prepare the heart to offer to Krishna. Harinam Prabhu ki. Yeah.